Welcome back to Deaf and Mind. I'm Ellie. And I'm Anastasia. And today is National Month Day. <laughs> Learn something new about milk. Did you know <laughs> that many years ago today, I don't know how many, uh, was the first day that they transported milk in sterilized containers? I'm pretty worried about what it was like before. Me too. Okay, and try new milk forms today. Like gelato or cottage cheese, cottage cheese is gross. Or ice cream. Just eat ice, ice cream. cream. Any ice cream. And then visit your local dairy, which I don't think we have that. Anyway, so why do we love National Milk Day? It does. <laughs> it does a body good. Well, good. Is it well? Probably, probably, anyway. Milk is packed with vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients important for your health. It contains the nine essential nutrients. Calcium is just one. Your body needs... I didn't know that. Me neither. That's a lot of nutrients. I don't drink milk. Maybe you should. I had drink milk Oreos today. yesterday. I had, drink milk today. I had Oreos yesterday. Does that help? Drink milk today. Yeah, everybody, let's drink some milk today. You can get healthy. Ish. Er. No. <laughs> Alright, so the first thing I'm going to do today is answer a question from Mr. Wynn. Were the police bad at their jobs, or did they not have the proper training and science to help them? Well, Anastasia... They were both. <laughs> yeah. They were pretty bad at their jobs. I mean, yeah. they took they pictures. Of taking a picture of the victim's eyeballs. The dead victim's eyeballs. Would help them catch the killer. Because, of course, they would be preserved in their retina. <laughs> what? But you know what they decided? They wouldn't be smart? Bagging the forensic evidence. Oh, yeah. And they, like, didn't take crime photos. Okay, guys, let's see. Let's, we see where you're at. Um, however, they also didn't have much technology for it. Yeah. They didn't have any of the fingerprinting stuff or DNA testing. You know, they do like ear identification now because everybody has unique really? ears. Yeah. In Britain. What are you doing? They next? didn't have that now, did they, huh? I mean, they probably could have done something like that. Have everybody come in and take a print of their <laughs> ear. <laughs> Better than their eyeballs. <laughs> Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right. For today's topic, we will be talking about the Golden State Killer and the DNA ethics behind how he was caught. So the Golden State Killer was Joseph D'Angelo. He was a serial rapist, murderer, and burglar. So he he was. Suspected of at least 50 rapes, 13 murders, and over 100 burglars, 
burglaries, burglary, burglaries, burglaries, burglaries. And then he was suspected to be the Vizalia, I think so, ransacker during his time as a police officer and would burglarize over 120 houses and kill one person who was Claude Snelling in 1975. He is actually being charged for first-degree murder for that person. What about the other ones? Well, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> uh, but that's like from that time period. So he was also, so he was known through a couple different names because the DNA evidence couldn't link him together at first because you know it was in the 1970s, was it? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, 1980s too, and then so he was at first the East Area Rapist. So he moved to the Sacramento area. Sacramento, Sacramento, yeah, okay. Yes. Area and began ransacking homes with couples. So he would tie up the couple and then he would actually make the man go into the, he would make the woman tie up the man, take him into the kitchen and put dishes on his back. So if he tried to move, they would rattle and he would kill everyone in the house. He would threaten to kill everybody in the what house. What if he sneezed? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Well, hold it. Um, oops. And <laughs> and then he would oh this is serious. And then he would since he was separated them, he would take the woman into a separate area and throughout the night he would drink and eat in the house and rape the woman multiple times as he also went through the house and stole a bunch of their items. And like here's the thing, they weren't even like expensive items. They were just like random knickknacks. That'd be me. Maybe he just wanted like Personal items. That's what, like, they're like personal. And sometimes he was so guns and money from this one house that has a little silver piece in it. You're so close. <laughs> I know. But if you like stole the couch cushion, <laughs> just the one couch. It cushion. reminds me of the color, <laughs> the blanket I had as a child. Me <laughs> by my mother. <laughs> Okay, and then he was known as the original Night Stalker, which was, is called original Night Stalker because Richard Ramirez actually ended up being the other Night Stalker who was actually not tied to other crimes, which is, so. So, he was in the Santa Barbara and Orange County area, and he would do the same thing as he did in the East, as the East area rapist, except he would kill his victims afterwards by either shooting them or bludgeoning, 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 yeah. <laughs> beating them. Yeah, beating them to death. And so he kept that up for like four years. And he killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But he was only actually convicted of a charge with like 13. And then he was found when they uploaded his DNA. DNA. <laughs> I was thinking ahead for the GED. Okay. Uploaded his DNA on GED match. Which is a website used to connect people of the same genes to their family. Yeah. And so they composed of like this huge family tree that he was probably belonged to and like they shared the same same the same great 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 blah, blah, blah. um and they caught him that way by actually taking his tissue out of his trash and swabbing a handle bar he touched. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, he used to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they actually found him, like, 
Mm. 40 years later. Mm. Okay, and so here's so he actually almost got away with it. a recent update of the Golden State Killer. Yesterday, was it, yes, it was yesterday. Yeah. He was found not connected to the rape of a 14-year-old. Yes. That happened in, like, 1985, I, I think it was. And DNA evidence actually cleared him. So he was so not. So he's off of one. Yeah. Wow. Two more to go. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so most of his burglar burglaries burglaries I got it right um were are outside of the statute of limitations. So they couldn't commit him for many. Uh, just like the recent ones from nineteen like I don't know I. I didn't put dates, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's the Golden State Killer. And so next we're going to discuss the ethics of DNA from websites. After our commercial break. Woo! Okay, so tonight at Barcelona High School, girls and boys varsity basketball will be playing Cox, our rivals. Girls will be playing at 5.30. Boys will be playing at 7.30. Sometime after girls. <laughs> I don't know how much ticket costs. I don't know where these are going to be. I've never been in the gym before. What? Actually, no. I went to have for the pep rally. For the pep rally. That was the first time. It's sad. I know. So anyways, come out and support basketball. Yay, sports. Hey guys, welcome back from the commercial. Alright, so now we're going to be talking about the DNA ethics, about how they found the Golden State Killer. So, um, everyone knows that DNA and genetic tests have become very popular, because everyone wants to find out what's wrong with them, or who they're related to. So, the, <laughs> so they could figure out what's wrong with them. Like, if there's oh, a genetic disease. I thought like, who you're related to. Like, why would you want to be related to? Don't you want to figure out your family tree? Hmm? Your family tree? I'm related to like 200 Hawaiians, just directly. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know who they are. They can show up at the family reunion. Okay, not all of us have family reunions like Alan. <laughs> Anyways. They <laughs> can't see that look at Asia. They don't need to. Um, so the police, like Ali said, um, went through this guy's trash because if you put your trash, on if you put your trash out it's immediately public so the police can go through it fun facts and so they took dna from a tissue in his trash yeah and uploaded it to a public genealogy website <laughs> it probably was i mean just you know what i talk about right now, right yes Anyway, so they 
uploaded the DNA to a public genealogy website called GED Match. This is one of the like only free websites that you can upload your DNA to. And so the issue came because the to upload your DNA, it has to be your own, or you have to be a legal guardian of it, or obtain authorization to upload it. And the police just kind of did it. They were just like, like, need to find him. You need to call up the killer and be like, hey, man. Like, yes. Like, that's the issue. Like, no one knows if the police had the authority to do it because they kind of had to. They had to do this in order to find the killer. Do you think they should be able to do it for, like, serious cases or just for any any case? I mean, personally, I think if it's if you upload your stuff, you're already risking that. Come on, people. To be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And so, um, when they did upload the DNA, they found a relative with similar many, DNA. Many. And so then, with this specific website. Once you access one person's DNA, you can see their whole family tree. So when they use the family tree to narrow down who could have possibly done it, so obviously no women, no like fourteen-year-olds. So then they I mean, finally found him. him. They wouldn't be alive, Allie. <laughs> um, uh, and then they also they had two suspects, and it narrowed it down to D'Angelo and his cousin or whatever, but he was outlawed by DNA. Yeah. And so now, after this, a bunch of people were concerned that their own DNA could be used by the police to find criminals in their family, and that's the big issue. Can we use these websites to track criminals? I mean, there's definitely some issues behind it, but we had a rapist. Yeah, kind of have to, gotta do what you gotta do. Mm, for like rapist, but then if it's like this one guy robbed the bank, but should it be for serial rapist or just one rape? Yeah, really more. There's. The problem is there's so like, many, like, things to put a factor here. You can't really come to the conclusion of whether or not it's ethical or not. Yeah. But also, if you're putting your stuff on a free public website, you can't be, um, much of all it, angry. But they're not putting, but it's stuff that's already there, obviously, that people have already gotten permission to post, but... They just posted it on the free public website. But, I mean, the way they obtained his DNA was legal. Yes. But the way they used the DNA to find him wasn't sort of a gray area. Because there are no laws about that. Yeah, because laws, they're not caught up in technology yet. Yeah, for many, many different things. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's... It's a gray, gray, gray area. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Second. Huh? They did. They did. They did. 
actually it's not a Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Actually, it's not a Brooklyn Nine-Nine today. It's from SVU. <gasps> Special Victims Unit. Wow. A different TV show? I haven't binged it. I finished a whole two whole seasons in three days. It's not healthy. Okay. So, in their show, they obviously are catching rapists and stuff like that. Except, this woman... Okay, it's hard to, I don't want to, like, say it because it's vulgar, but she performed fellatio on her husband, kept it, and had a hitman put it in someone, so it made it seem like she raped So, but they didn't have his DNA, so don't get any ideas. So... <laughs> So they didn't have like his specific DNA profile of both the person who actually did it and Alterface and the dude. And the dude who didn't do it is being framed. It was a whole big thing. But <laughs> but so they had to like make familiar DNA matches and they got like his son. So, and he doesn't have a son. And it turned out to be the Hitman's son, because some got passed at his point. So, you know, those things are strong swimmers, but it's it was insane. It was a great episode. I loved it. I watched, like, I don't know. I loved it. I love this for you. So good. It's not accurate, though, on how policing is. It's not accurate at all. Okay, so guys, uh, that was... DNA ethics, sort of. Do we talk about it? Yeah, we talk about it. Yeah. Do we agree with this? To an extent, yes. Yeah. But if you're just gonna use it to catch a petty theft person, yeah. they're like, then that's just an invasion of privacy. The second you start raping women and leaving them to die, yeah, then and you like, have no rights. If it's a serial, I shouldn't say that, but obviously, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, like a serial rapist, or like a serial burglar, or all three, or all three. Don't be like, what's his name again? Joseph D'Angelo. Don't be like Joseph D'Angelo, but come on, go big and go home. Now we will catch you. Now we actually oh, yeah, have we the technology. We have this stuff. It won't be forty years. Cameras, armory. Got armory. DNA testing. Arms. Okay, Anastasia. Okay. All right, guys. Bye. Uh, that's <laughs> the end of today's episode on Golden State Killer and DNA ethics. Hey, and don't forget to drink subscribe. Milk. What? Drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. I try to be like you too. Like and comment. On our, oh my god. Share it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And oh yeah, so some milk in an ice cream cup. I'm gonna eat. I don't have ice cream. This is so sad. <laughs>